Can I just throw this out there? This is the best Lenny Bruce has ah. ever sounded. <laughs> yeah, Lenny yeah, Bruce straight up. is like a ridiculous song. Like we all love Lenny Bruce, but it's a ridiculous song. It's beautiful here. It's incredible. This yeah. is like the best presentation of Lenny Bruce you could ever ask for. Lenny Bruce is dead. But his ghost is living on and on. Well, he never did get to the promised land. Never made it out of Babylon. Listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is so moving to me that, you know, he is doing hero worship of Lenny Bruce here. And it doesn't have the, I mean, like, again, like, I love the studio version, but like the studio version is kind of awkward. This is has kind of. <laughs> it's kind of awkward. I'm, I'm being very being uh, generous. I'm being generous to it. This live version, though, it has such a like, majesty to it you feel like okay any kind of like misgivings you have about the song are totally gone by the way it's presented here like this is the best possible lenny bruce that you could ever have yeah Yeah. you can't crack a joke at this like if you listen to this you actually cannot make fun of it like there's not space to make fun of it anymore when you listen to this it's like you're hearing whatever he heard in it that made him make it in the first place um, but for some reason, when he first did it, and it's on the same record as Trouble, uh, you know, maybe it feels trouble. a little bit different. Trouble. <laughs> Nothing but trouble. I mean, this is a song that I think he had to age into. The, the same way that we talk about uh, Thin Man being a song that he aged out of. Right, I feel like Lenny Bruce is the, is the exact opposite of that, but you can think about it along the same lines. Like, he... It didn't. It just didn't make sense. It didn't work for him to be singing this song at that moment in time in 1981 as a just a forty as a as a young chipper lad of forty uh, in 1981. Uh, just, the just you know the the crushing weight of history was there to an extent, but not nearly the way that there you know it is now. Um, yeah, and it just means something different. It just feels different. It just it you know you 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 just add up the the years and years and shows and shows and thousands of, of songs and, and um, uh, that he's performed and lives that he's touched in the 40 years since this song came out. Mm-hmm. He was 40 years old. He's, he's, this was half of his life, you know, into, into uh, when it came out. And he's 40 now. He's fucking 82, whatever. Um, I don't know. It just, it, uh, it really benefits, I think, from this revisiting here at the, 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 the smoke of twilight um the same way i think that every man of sand does on all of the um 
on all of the Rough and Rowdy shows. Uh, also from really the significant, sh- exactly. Shot yeah, of they're Love. They're both Shot of Love songs. Every Grain of Sand has always worked. He didn't need to age yeah. into that the way that it did Lenny Bruce, but... Um, there's something there's, when in this one he says, but he sure was funny. That's like very powerful because it's like so... You know, something about like hearing this old, old Dylan say something like that. It's so like tossed off and feels like an understatement. That it's stuff like that that makes us feel like you have to actually like stop. Uh, you have to sit down and listen to it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't laugh at it. Do you guys? Do you guys think that he actually rode in a taxi? I, I find myself like pondering this, listening to it this time. Did he actually ride in a taxi with Lenny Bruce? Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He says for a mile and a half. For a mile and a half is pretty specific. So that's like, you know, why would you lie about it? If you're going to lie, like lie big, like, you know, we rode in a taxi, we talked, but it was just a short time. And he, then he says it felt like a couple of a couple months. Couple of months. So maybe uh, that that's was true. That's that was argument. real. I've always like, assumed that he's taking poetic license with that line, but something about this rendition made me think like, I think he probably actually was in a taxi with Lenny Bruce. Why else? I mean, if he was, supposing he was, I think it actually gives the song way more justification and it makes a lot more sense. Like, if they, these two men actually, like, occupied space together and had yeah, some kind of interaction. Yeah, especially, like, before Bob, Bob Dylan, before he was Bob Dylan, you know, yeah, at yeah. the very, like, the, the birth point of this legend and then, you know, towards the end of, of Lenny Bruce's time. Like, there is something really emotionally... Totally. Like, the passing yeah. of the torch but between him and he hadn't even been... He was not yet the person you see in uh, Don't Look Back. And there are precedents for that in terms of, like, who was doing anything approaching that and there's not many but lenny bruce is absolutely one of those people a public figure who had some kind of air of uh danger and danger toward like mental freedom you know for for people in the 50s like people who have this closed off mindset like there there's a reason the 60s happened and it is because people like lenny bruce were there to kind of erode some of that repression i'm just thinking of that terrible amazon show the marvelous mrs Maisel. My, yeah and they have <laughs> Which, a uh, arc with him in it yeah like lenny bruce is in that show like it, like if they have like a terrible bob dylan they impersonator. do no i'm just like i'm just like picturing like a terrible Bob Dylan impersonator is showing up They're on showing up there. table and like that Dylan and Lenny Bruce being in a cab together on that awful show. <laughs> there um, should be just a show that is only Lenny Bruce and Bob Dylan in the cab and it be, and you just take full license with it feeling like a couple of months. So every episode is just another minute of them being in the cab. <laughs> there you go. That's a moneymaker right there. Yeah. These ones, when the Coens, uh, you know, did their uh, Greenwich Village early '60s things, they had the the decency not to actually even show Bob Dylan. You just you just hear him and you see him. And well, see yeah, him that's the, the brilliance of that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, inside Lewin Davis, that like Dylan just shows up at the end, and you realize that this guy is just like a side character to like a larger story. Yeah, that's the brilliance of that. 